0: welcome this is average joe rock and roll i am michael j rock and i'm here with uh shane today on the virtual couch how you doing shane very good mike how you doing excellent excellent so uh welcome to the first uh the first virtual couch i did kind of an intro on the uh on on one podcast um just to kind of introduce the show a little bit um so this is this is the first virtual couch uh, i don't want to call people guests because uh you know we're both kind of we're both kind of hanging out and um you know i don't really want it to be a host guest thing i just want it to be a conversation so um what's uh what are you excited about what are you listening to what are you doing well
1: (laughs) um actually today i'm i'm recovering actually i just i played a a gig out at JP last night JP resort um which was pretty cool and um i guess to to open a of what I'm excited about coming from the guy who, who plays, uh, is I'm just kind of finding this person inside myself. Um, for the, the listeners, I guess I'll a little inside baseball. I quit drinking a little over a year ago and that was a big part of music for me was, was just, there was always drinks. And I guess I thought I was going to drink my way right into success, but I found out that I'm not Burt Crusher. So that's not going to happen. And, uh, you know and you kind of you just kind of think things are going to happen or whatever it is and it doesn't and so um and then after having a kid and and kind of leaning into being a dad for the past decade and and everything for me it's it's finding the thing that before booze and before drugs and what excited me and it was music and it was uh to to be completely honest it's the live audience it's the crowd reaction it was the home sweet home video when I was a little kid, you know, it was when I saw that sea of people, I mean, it gives me goosebumps and almost puts a lump in my throat talking about it. That's what like, it freaks me out. It's almost like it, it, it uh, puts an emotion that I can't, I don't even know what box to put it in because it's like so emotional. You're like, how am I getting so pumped up about this? And I, I, but yeah, I'm like, feel like I'm going to cry. Like, I'm like, I'm not sad though. I'm super excited. And uh, so kind of leaning into that is doing it again for me. And I'll find the one person in the room because every gig's a little different. Some are outdoors, some are swinging doors. So, you know, the people that are there for the first set are gone by the second Um, so you kind of have a different dynamic with your group and how you interact with them. And so there's always one person listening and, and they're the ones that are excited about music and, and it's kind of my job as the entertainer to help them enjoy that excitement. So it's that, uh, back and forth of energy that I feed off and that kind of pumps me up. So
0: I guess today that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, no, that's awesome um, You know, good for you on a year um, Do you find that uh, um, Your your stylistic approach Is a little different um, Drinking versus non-drinking
1: uh, you- a- Absolutely um, You know, when I was younger I guess, I don't know what it was But when you're surrounded by people That are always telling you Man, you're pretty good And shit like that and like you come from a small town and there's not much going on and, and people, you know, people pump you up, but they're your people, you know, and, and um beneath the booze, you just kind of think like, maybe I'm just going to get discovered. Like, I don't have to work at this. Cause I'm, I already, I'm me, right. I'm, I'm the guy. And uh, so it's just, it's kind of fucking bizarre, but to look, to look at it now where it's very much work to me um <clears throat> i don't want to work a regular job and as i'm lining up gigs and i'm like you know i'm treating it more like a job than a than a hobby um you're paying me to be there versus you're lucky to have me i guess i don't know you know i, I never felt like i was an arrogant guy but I looking back in my past underneath the alcohol, I know I presented myself like that sometimes and that it's kind of embarrassing. And I'm kind of like re uh, doing it, I guess, for that matter, as I'm kind, of, people are kind of thinking, oh, I know that guy. Well, I remember that guy. But then they see me now and they're like, oh, it's different. He's different. It's different. You know, when you hire me now, it's, you know, yeah, I just try to be super professional and. And, um, you're paying me, you know, so, so yeah, it's, it's a lot different without drinking for sure.
0: So, so the, this, uh, this journey that you're on and, and where you're at now, um, you know, you talked about the Motley Crue home sweet home video the see of heads, um, you know, what kind of propelled you to do what you do today and, uh, what brought you to where you're at? And obviously you're still a big music fan. Um, so what's, uh, what's exciting you these days?
1: Um, Boy, I got to dig a little because um, I'm getting introduced to a bunch of new stuff. I wouldn't say, OK, le- leaning back in a Motley Crue, the, the childhood excitement thing for me was those bands. And I was super into like that 80s heavy thing. Right. And then as time went on, it was different singer songwriters. It was a Neil Young at one point or whatever. And I haven't rediscovered a lot of new music. I've discovered rediscovered some older stuff. I leaned into Peter Green pretty heavy. Um, some things like that. But what I'm excited about, dude, and I don't care what anybody says, but the Greta Van Fleets and the Dirty Honeys and Wolfgang Van Halen, dude, is great.
0: Um, you can throw Aaron Jones into that mix, too. I don't know if you've checked out Aaron. I haven't. I haven't. Um, boy, I'll tell you, he is phenomenal. You should check him. I on, will. I uh, will. Two full-length albums um unbelievable this guy um he's uh, he's somebody that's being plugged quite a bit like on octane on sirius xm okay drunk has plugged him a little bit but um you know from the first that first time i heard this guy in the first album i'm hooked so check him throw him well thanks yeah
1: when i see these kids and like i'm sure that's how you know when i go out and i play and, I, and since I was in my early twenties when I would do some Neil Young something and, and, you know, one of your parents' friends is like, Whoa, you know, that they're like, these younger kids are into that stuff. When I see these younger guys just leaning into, look, this is what we sound like. And we're just going to do it. And we put on a good show. And, um, and I love the tongue in cheek, rock and roll. I there's, for me, that's, uh, It's music I can jam to and I can listen to. And I don't feel like I'm picking it apart as the musician. I'm not listening to their musicianship. I'm listening to the song and I'm rocking out. And it's a very hard thing for me to do to listen to things um, at face value because I'm always... I'm listening to the lyrics of the song or I'm listening to just the drummer because it's a great drum part or I I fancy the drummer. I can listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers all day long and almost never hear a word because I love Chad Smith's drumming and I just listen to his drum kit. I love the way it sounds. I love the way it hits. And I can just listen to it all day long without even listening to the rest of the songs. It's, it's, it's kind of weird. So when I listen to these bands and like dirty honey, this kid sounds like uh Tom Kiefer from Cinderella, you know, I, I just, it, it pumps me up to hear these kids wanting to grow their hair out
0: and scream like that. I love it. Sure. It's kind of that uh, um, you know, that confirmation that rock is not dead. You know, there's been a lot of talk the last couple of years that rocks dead and all that. And, you know, there are, um, up-and-comers that are proving that theory wrong um and those bands that you mentioned are phenomenal and they're young um they there's, are young it's another band too called uh plush i don't know if you've heard them no nah. um, it's an all-female band um the lead singer is i believe her name is uh, mariah formica and she this 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 young lady can belt out anything that she ha- sets her mind to she does Ann Wilson covers. I mean, she and she nails it. And they do a they do a cover of "Crazy on You," and she plays the guitar. So she does the Nancy Wilson guitar parts, but then she sings. Oh so wow! Nancy and Ann all in one. Yeah. So cool. cool. Yeah, so check them out too. Um, so. You uh you know you you had we, we talked a little bit offline um and you were talking about this uh this Dave Matthews video that you know you you absolutely love and absolutely pumps you up and um throws some emotions into you, you want to talk about that a little bit
1: For sure it, it's um it was the 2003 uh Central Park show um also when I this just to give the background um I was not a Dave Matthews fan at this point when I discovered this um, concert a friend of mine gave it to me because I was a Neil Young fan. And in that, um, concert, they do uh Cortez, the killer by Neil Young, which was a song that I was playing because I was a newbie at playing guitar. It was a three chord Neil Young song and it wasn't old man or helplessly hoping, or one of the other ones that everybody would do, you know, and, and it was dark and I thought that was cool. So I thought Neil had a little bit of heavy metal in him back in the day, you know what I mean? But uh, anyway, so Warren Haynes comes out and plays Cortez the killer. So i never knew who Warren Haynes was. So now I'm meeting Dave Matthews and I'm meeting Warren Haynes in this environment that is not on the radio crash into me or whatever. And I'm watching the band and they, they film it really well. The, and the band is excited. The whole time they look at each other, they smile, they interact. There's so much improv, but it's, it's uh, it's uh, choreographed. You know, each guy has his part, but his part isn't a hundred percent written. You know, a lot of that stuff, they've gone over the licks and the things like this and whatever, but then they, they go out there and they have their thing. And so I'm kind of watching a concert and then it gets to uh Jimmy thing, which is, um, on the album is track 16 and I have a highly underrated song. Oh, probably, it's a, probably the best track on that album. Absolutely. It's, yeah. And, and, and the, but, but if you listen to the song or watch other live performances, now for me, there is no other one than the one from central park. There's no other and how lucky that they were to capture what they captured. Post 911, Central Park, the whole thing. Um, But when they're doing their improv stuff, it's, you know, Warren is so tasty with the way that he joins the Dave Matthews band, because as soon as I'm kind of discovering this album, I'm, I'm lean, I'm looking at Warren at the same time. And he's like this blues guitar player that, you know, played with Allman brothers and government mule and, and the thing. And I'm like figuring this guy out. And I'm like, where does that fit with Dave Matthews? Because to me, that's like preppy college date rapey. Yeah. I don't know what it was, you know, it wasn't for me though. And so when I, when I saw them join forces, it was like, unbelievable and the band trades off their little spotlight and he calls out the band and he says their name and that was something that stuck with me also that I I do to this day which I'm playing solo right now but um, I always will drill the names of the players I'm with into the people's heads because they're the band you know and if it wasn't for them then you would just be a guy up there with a guitar so when it gets to Dave Matthews part and he does this kind of scat piece it's which I didn't really get to understand how cool that felt till later playing with a friend who was um, a drummer, who was very oriented with the guitar and the singer. And he was very into all the nuances that you would do. So watching Dave do his improv and watching his body language. And then you listen to Carter Beaufort on the drums and he's watching Dave. And now he's all the little scat things that Dave's doing Carter's accenting on the drums. And then this isn't practiced because you can't practice that. And you there's you couldn't I mean, there's it's it's impossible to do it that perfect. And so he gets to this thing and then it's they have to know how to get out of these things. So you have to wait for the measure to come around. You're waiting for the time to come around another four bars or whatever it is. And he'll give a look over his shoulder like we're coming out. And he gets to this one point where he'd kind of done his whole scat piece. And then he kind of gets, he goes, and when he does that, it's, it clicks. Like Carter knows we're coming out. He's, re- he's repeating this phrase. This is him finishing up his drum solo, you know, so to speak. And then they just explode in over the audio of the band. When they come out of that scat and the band breaks back in full force over the audio of the band, you hear the, the audience roar and it chokes me up every frigging time. Every
0: time. Yeah, I got a chance to watch that video. Um, and I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, if you know, anybody hears this, uh, you know, they want to see something really cool. Watch the video. Um, you know, as you mentioned, it was after nine 11 and, um, you know, they, they called out, you know, first responders. Um,
1: and, yeah. You
0: know, highlighted that. And, um, kind of an emotional thing um, you know i will say that you know i i at one point in time i was kind of a dave matthews fan not so much anymore um that album that the jimmy thing is on um under the table and dreaming um i listened to that record a lot i liked that record a lot um kind of got lost after that with them um but they're super super talented and i saw an interview one time with dave matthews and you know they have a very unique sound there's nobody that sounds like them. That's right. You know, and he said, you know, there's so many players in that band. They're from South Africa. Um, there's so many players in that band that all come from, and, you know, there's, there's I don't know, probably eight or nine members in that band. And each one of those members has a different musical upbringing. So you take right. eight nine guys and you pull them together, all the different musical backgrounds, and they start writing and you get the Dave Matthews band. And that's one of the reasons why they don't sound like anybody because of all these You know south african um different genres different styles put it together and it pukes up dave matthew's band so very and and
1: i'll i'll say to anybody who uh you know you never and i've always steered clear of knowing too much about the people i love or idolize or i never wanted to meet anybody because i'm afraid that i don't want to stand in line to have you be like hey man whatever just take your picture and get the fuck out of here like i I don't want to feel that like i because i want to have the magic and I, I did get to meet Dave and he was super gracious. Um, awesome. Yeah. I was actually behind a meat counter and he came in with a mask on with his mom, I'm guessing because us they're based out of Charlottesville, Virginia. So when they come home, that's where they are. And that's where I was working. And he came in and he was a one, he was taller than I thought he was. He, he, then he looks on on TV or whatever. And I just recognized his voice. He asked for a couple links of Chorizo. And I said, oh, shit, that was Dave, you know? Yeah. And and I just kind of watched him walk around the store. And I was like, oh, man, I, I just want to say something. Because in the, in the beginning of the pandemic, when everything was real quiet, Carter, the drummer, he was coming in all the time because they weren't playing at all. Yeah. And every time he'd walk in the store, I'd lean into whoever I was with. I'd be like, you know, you're standing in the same room as one of the best drummers to ever do it like ever do it. And, and he was super nice. And I'd see him interact with people. And I just couldn't get the gumption to be like, Hey man, just, I just want to say, thanks. Like fuck man, you know? And so Dave gets his sausage. I don't say anything. I'm a chicken shit next day. I'm back in the meat room. I'm just cleaning or something. And he goes walking by again. And this time he's walking by, he sees me and he does, he's got his little, his little eyebrow thing. And he, and he just kind of head nods me and I said, Oh shit. Cause he knew I recognized him after he talked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So now I'm like, all right, fuck it, man. This guy is mega famous. He knows people approach him. He wouldn't be in public if he, if he wasn't, if he couldn't deal with it. But I, I just, I have to say thank you because there were some very inspirational things that I took to the stage with me that I learned from him and by watching him. And so I like a creep, I waited out the door and he kind of comes walking out and I said, Hey man. And he just turns and he pulls his mask down and he didn't even say, he just puts his hand out. He's like, how's it going, dude? And I was like, I didn't want to buy it. He's like, no. Nah. And we had an exchange. I actually think I garbled out something about the Warren Haynes thing and just whatever, but he was super gracious about it. And, um, and then two days later Carter came in and I did the same. Finally. I was like, Hey man, he was like, Oh dude, he was super cool. He always walks around with his golf
0: gloves on and shit. Oh no kidding.
1: Yeah. He wear. yeah. He wears them everywhere. Yeah. That's funny.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, I completely hear you on all of that. Um, you know, over the years I've had a chance to meet several different artists and, um, celebrities and things like that. And, um, there is kind of a buildup in your mind. Um, you know if you ever met that person what it would look like right let down because it's a brief interaction right Uh, you know you walk away you're like oh i should have told them this or I should have told them that and the reality is is they could give a shit less right i mean they're they're gracious and they're nice and you know most of them are pretty decent and um you know and they listen to your stories and they listen to whatever but they hear that a million times you know that's right once in a lifetime thing for you and it's a you know it's it's just one of the many for them you know i remember um hearing lizzie hale talk about uh opening up for ronnie james deal and at the end of the evening she went to his trailer to thank him for giving her that opportunity and she went to his trailer and he said you're young you're ambitious you're excited he goes i want I, i i need to i need to tell you something she said what's that and he points out of the trailer window and he says see all those fans out there she said yep he goes, you're never going to remember any of those fans out there, but every one of them are going to remember you carry yourself that way. That's right. That's right. Uh, So true. Um, but you know, I, you know, I've, I, I met, you know, like I said, several people over the years and had several interactions and, you know, there's always that feeling when you walk away. Um, you know, my wife and I recently were in uh, the Orlando airport and uh, we're on our way back from the monsters of rock cruise. And, um, you know, there was a guy sitting there and uh, he started talking with us about the cruise. And it turns out that um, the guy that was talking to us about the cruise was one of the musicians, um, Jimmy Bell. You know, cool. and I didn't know who Jimmy Bell was. I, You know, and I, and I kind of kind of embarrassed about that because the reality is, is that I should have known who he was because of my vast knowledge of that type of music and knowing the stories behind everything that happens. He was the guy that got beat out by Zach Wilde for Ozzy's gig, you know. And oh then, wow, yeah. The Butler took him into his band because he liked what he heard. So the guy's like, and he's su- And I, I've checked out his videos, and ch- and he's super gracious. Um, he's super talented. He's a shredder. Um, you know, he told me that uh, you know if I wanted to go to one of his shows, he'd put me on the guest list. I mean, just super super nice guy. But I, interestingly enough, we we talked to him for over an hour, and it was it was like the rock geeks dream, right? Like there's right. This guy, it's got this history and he's chatting to me like I'm a normal person. Right. I wasn't nervous or anything like that. It was just, it was just a great exchange. And we talked, you know, my wife and I and him, we talked for over an hour. And I think when it, it was kind of embarrassing when we first started talking, because he's like, oh, he goes, I'm the guitar player and autograph. And then he's like, did you see autograph? We're like, uh, no, actually we didn't he's like, oh, okay. He said, well, I also did this thing called, uh, you know, rare hair. It was a jam. Um, Did you see that? No, we didn't see that either. The crazy thing is, is that, and I don't know if, I don't know if he was just being gracious or if it actually benefited us that we hadn't, didn't know who he was or hadn't seen him because then we just started talking like normal people. Right that barrier was broken down. And I think that barrier was broken down because all of a sudden he's like, Oh, he goes, they're not here because they're, you know, smothering me. They're here because, you know, they're waiting for a, a plane. I'm waiting for a plane. We're going right. to chat. You know, <laughs> they're that. people. Right, They're people. Right. So, um, but like I said, and then he gave me some, told me some things to listen to. Um, he's in a project called demons down. Listen to that. That's really good. That's new, uh, brand new. Um, you know, um, kind of prog rocky um but very good very talented um, very fast guitars um he told me about the first band he was in called Join forces um, i've checked them out they're awesome they're like if you listen to any of that Join forces stuff that early stuff there's so many songs in that joined forces that you can tell is like they wanted to be van halen like they oh yeah so 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 van halen but it's so good so s- those songs are great um, but anyway, so like I said, you know, there's, there's always these moments that, um, you run into these people and you talk to these people and you never get to have that type of experience. And I don't know if I'll ever have that experience again, cause that's right. kind of a lifetime thing. Um, you know, cause, and that's one of those moments where you walk away feeling satisfied and not feeling like, Oh man, I wish I'd said this or, you know, I, you know, he was kind of short with me or, you know, whatever the, right. the odd is when you're walking away.
1: Of course. Yeah. 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 No, that's. I, I, there's nothing worse than, than hearing, you know, these people turn out to be bummers to be completely honest. um, I hang on to, to the crew as a, as a long lifer um, because of my childhood, because it was such a thing. But as I grew up, you know, it's so funny that the more years before the dirt movie, when the dirt book, when that came out, That came out before I'd moved to New York, like 10 years ago or something. And when the book came out, I read it. And they couldn't even touch the book with the movie. I mean, they just couldn't even touch it. And by the time I got done that book, Mike, I hated them. (laughs) I was like, these guys are scumbags. I was like, I mean, this is what I wanted to be. And with makeup on, I mean, you know, and it it just kind of blew my mind to see like, wait, I guess I, I just wanted to see the audience i did all that other stuff i didn't really want and and then i um we went and saw them in uh in 2009 in manchester and it was you know it was what it was the band played or, or whatever and and it was Vince and and but um the camaraderie amongst the audience is the is why you go to those things because it is a brotherhood when you walk in there everybody's your brother man they every stranger I'd run into getting a beer, we were hugging, high-fiving, heck yeah, you know, type of thing, but um, Nikki came out, he was talking to the audience or whatever, and he was like, just, you know, thank you guys for, you know, all these years, and we're like, yeah, you know, and I was so jammed, dude, and and then he's like, oh, you ladies out there, thanks for giving us so much, you know, tail over the years and whatever, And then and then he's like, and then all you guys out there, he's like, thanks for letting us fuck your wives for all those years. And I was like, oh, like, Ugh. Like, Ugh. like, like, I'm glad my wife wasn't around. But damn, that kind of hurt, dude. I didn't sound, like I don't want to buy your album after that. Like, it just hurt me, dude. I was like, man, I kind of I idolized you guys, man. You know?
0: Yeah, there's you know, they were they were the the band of debauchery for sure. Uh, yeah. Hey,
1: they leaned into it. Can't, can't I the heroin
0: diaries. Um, heroin Diaries is a page turner and. I loved it. All the things in his life that weren't quite right. And um, it's pretty messed up.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I read it twice.
0: You know, you know, you mentioned something that, that got me thinking, Um, you know, you mentioned how, you know, you're, you're at the show and, you know, everybody's happy and everybody's excited and they're high-fiving and they're hugging and they're this and they're that. And, you know, I've been to, I don't, I can't even tell you how many shows over the years, tons, tons of shows. And you know you look around the room when you're in these shows and you're like okay so everybody in here's um comes from a different background everybody in here has a different view on whatever you name it you know whether it's politics you know whatever um but this one thing brings everybody together in this space and that's the one thing that everybody in this moment can agree on whereas you, should, you, you, you put the lights up, get the band off the stage and everybody's just hanging out. There's probably going to be some fistfights. Right. But lights come down, bands on, you know, everybody's united. So uh, music definitely does that for people.
1: And, you know, as a performer, um, the the funny thing is, is like, it, it, and it's exactly the same with comedy. You know, when, when everybody shows up to that concert or shows up to that comedy club and the, we're all in on it. You know, once the lights go down, we're all here for the same reason. I'm here to play and give you my energy and you're there to listen to me and give you, and, you know, and give you, me your energy. But when you're just a guy that's gigging, you have to, the first half of your first set is just trying to get these people on the same page. Cause they were just eating dinner and you showed up, you know, and like, that's a challenging thing. And, and, um and I strive for that being able to just walk out and be like, Oh, Oh, we're, you guys were in this with me. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be neat to see. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work sometimes.
0: Yeah, no. Um, so, uh, we're, we're slowly running out of time here. Um, getting towards the end. Um, is there anything you wanted to discuss? we got about five minutes left, um, before I'm going to get cut off here. <laughs> um, anything not, pre- r-
1: not really. I, I think this is great. And I'm excited that you wanted to start doing something like this. Um, i'll yeah. probably send you uh, an email with
0: a few different people that i think
1: might want to have this conversation with you
0: fantastic um, um obviously uh love to have you back on again um and chat some more uh, you know obviously we could chat for hours um you know so uh it was great it was a great first uh run through i think for sure uh, you know it's uh it's my, my whole idea behind this, this podcast and behind doing this was to unite people who um, really get excited, you know, like we kind of talked about in the beginning, you know, where um, it's just not somebody that knows that they like that song. Right. Knows that they like that song because it's on that album. And these are the players and, you know, and, and, and these players in this band, you know, played in these other groups and, you know, know the the three degrees of separation so yeah yeah super excited to do more of these um i uh again uh, appreciate you you know being my guinea pig because this is the first one and um you know uh i wanted to uh you wanted it to go as smoothly as it could and i think it went pretty smoothly i'd Uh, say so yeah so again uh you know thank you shane thanks for joining me on the the virtual couch uh if
1: i just plug my website real quick
0: Absolutely. Go for it. Uh,
1: you guys can check me out at shangoodwin.com. Uh, last year, I was fortunate enough to get out to Nashville and record five songs. Um, they're on Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, or wherever you get your downloads. But you can just go to Shanegoodwin.com, follow the links, uh, Shane Goodwin Music on Facebook. If you're in the Vermont region and you're just curious as to what little uh, place I might be playing, you can check out all my dates there and also shangoodwin.com. Appreciate it, Mike.
0: And, uh, also, um, you know, uh, since you brought all that up, um, you are also on all of the uh, major platforms, right? Apple. That's News, right. Yep. Everywhere. Uh, yeah. Spotify, and app store. So people can check you out. Um, we got about three minutes left and I'm going to, I'm going to talk for a minute before we cut out, um, um, about, you know, your, um, your, your, your recording and all that. Um, because I'm familiar with all of that. And, um, you know, you, you are a talented dude. Um, you're a good songwriter. Um, you put together some really um, great tunes. You do it acoustically. So you took that to Nashville and you, you had a, a band and you, you took these songs and you made them bigger and they sound great. Um, I've listened to everything you got out there and um, anybody that's uh, and, and, you know, you you have a kind of a unique style because I don't know as if you could really drop in any genre. You know, I mean, right, right. Just kind, of, just kind of kind of there. It's kind of cool. That's
1: always been the never ending question is what is my musical sexuality? It's, it's a, it's an ongoing joke.
0: Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, check it out. Um, you know, you won't be disappointed and, uh, um, Shane, great talking to you. Um, I am, uh, Michael J rock rock fan enough said. All right.